ESPN 94.1 FM at 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Thursday, April 9th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Coming up today on the program, we're going to hear from Jared West. I'm going to talk to him. We haven't talked to him since Conference USA tournament time, and that feels like it's been so long ago. It's only been a few weeks, but still, it feels like it's been forever. So we're going to catch up with Jared West, see what he's into, and talk a little herd hoops with him. Also, we're going to go over a few interesting things from a poll that came out. Seton Hall University's Stillman School of Business. Stittman. Stillman. I'll get it right. Seton Hall University School of Business released the results of a poll it conducted this week. And it's kind of interesting on how people are really maybe not trending towards starting back up with sports anytime soon. Now, it's a small survey size. Still, it's kind of interesting, so we'll get into that. I'll give you a hint. A lot of people don't think that the league should start back up until we can guarantee player safety. Also, a vaccine. That's a big key for a lot of people. Fans going to games, they're not maybe interested in going back to games until a vaccine is found. And and I think that's interesting because that's how a lot of us feel right now. We want sports to come back, but at the same time, how much of a risk do we want to put ourselves in? And this thing could flare back up. We're trying to flatten the curve right now, but this thing could flare back up. So it's not eliminated. There's not a vaccine for it. So it's still a potential danger. That's an interesting take. We will talk about that. And, of course, the governor spoke today in the West Virginia State House, and he was at the Capitol today speaking. And one thing that caught my ear, golf courses are open right now. Now, I shake my head at that a little bit. I'm trying to think how, how essential golf courses are to our daily lives. And I'm not trying to put anyone out off the job or out of work. I'm not saying that. I'm not really wanting that to happen. But at the same time, I'm kind of scratching my head over the fact that golf courses, well, they're open right now. And people have been flocking to them. Social distancing means staying at home, staying away from people as much as possible, not enjoying your time off by going to the golf course. That's just my take on it. But Governor Justice spoke today on the subject, and he said that there were reports of people not social distancing. So there is an order mandating players drive single in golf carts unless they are part of the same household. So are you going to have somebody check people's licenses when they get their golf courts? I mean, get to the, I mean, what are you going to do here? Here's what he said. He said, I'm not trying to hassle anybody. All I'm trying to do is keep you safe and keep us all safe. Well, if you were really going to keep people safe, maybe you would just shut down golf courses again. I know that sounds harsh because that puts a few people out of work and that puts people on the unemployment rolls. And I don't want that. But this should have been something we thought about initially. But instead, golf courses are open. And so now that golf courses are open, 
we have to deal with the situation of how do we keep people safe on the golf courses? Well, how do you do that? Well, limiting people in golf courses, uh, golf uh, carts for one, that's a big issue there. Another issue is maybe limiting party size. There are so many things that you can think of to try to social distance. Got to be careful. But again, I understand people are stir crazy right now. It's very difficult being stuck at home, but I just don't know if you're making your daily trip to the golf course is really social distancing or just taking advantage of the fact that, hey, they're open, nothing is going on, I'm going to go golfing today. I'm kind of curious how Dave Walsh would react to that. He's an avid golfer. He's a guy that likes to golf in. He's a guy that likes to hit the courses. I'm kind of curious what he would say on that. So he might get a phone call. Not today, but he might get a phone call. Just to talk a little bit about why golf courses maybe should be exempt from this and why golf courses are really, I mean, we're basically saying it's essential. It's an essential service because they're being allowed to operate. Hospitals are essential. Restaurants are essential. Grocery stores are essential. Uh, And those make sense. Media outlets, we are deemed essential. Makes sense. Communications. Newspapers, throw that in there as well. Essential. I mean, there are a lot of things that remain open. And there are a lot of businesses that are operating from home. You can't operate golf courses from home. And I get that. And it's really difficult to come on here and say, Shut golf courses down and then send some people to the unemployment line. I completely get what I'm saying and what it means. So I'm not trying to be cold or callous about it. But you know what? Maybe you should have some restrictions there. Really put some restrictions in on the golf courses and really practice smart social distancing. I mean, is there social distancing or is it physical distancing? I mean, let's be honest. It's more physical distancing than anything. We're trying to stay away from people, not just people we know. We're trying to stay away from people we don't know and keep distance from you know, each other. And that's okay because, after all, we're still trying to come over. You know, we're just trying to get over this right now. All right, that's enough of me on that topic. We're going to talk to Jared West. Let's get his thoughts on the whole pandemic. And, of course, I just want to talk to him about the season that wasn't, the season that could have been. We could be talking about a postseason championship right now. We could be talking about an NCAA berth. We could be talking about a lot of things. But instead, season gets cut short. We'll talk to Jared West when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Thursday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And I want to welcome to the program now. He's always one of my go-to guys when I need an interview. Anything about Marshall basketball, I always call up Jared West, and he's with us now on the program. And, you know, Jared, I, I wish we were talking about right now all the excitement that you had in the Conference USA tournament or the NCAA tournament or, hey, maybe if it didn't work out there, another CIT championship instead. Um, this is just difficult uh, to think that a few weeks ago we were excited for your run in Conference USA, and you guys look primed. You guys look like you could have taken the tournament. Yeah, man, it's, it's tough right now for everybody. Um, this is an unfortunate time for a lot of people. It's an unfortunate uh, 
turn of events. And, uh, you know, it all kind of happened so fast. We were definitely uh, getting excited to play in the conference tournament. We thought we had a chance to make a run. We were getting ready to start preparing for Louisiana Tech. And, um, you know, we just we, when we got the news, it was definitely hard, and it's been hard these last couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, we're just all trying to move forward, um, follow the necessary precautions that we need to follow, and, um, you know, just do everything that we can to make the most of what we got right now. I don't think I've talked to you since, so if you could, what just were the what were those early days like? Because you find out that you can't play, and then the tournament's shut down, and, and then you don't get to come home immediately. You know, what were those early moments and those days after the tournament got shut down? What were those like? Um, it was really hard. It was it was tough, man. Um, when I got the news, I was in my hotel room in the bed, and I was kind of crushed. I was kind of rolled over and. You know, it was just, it was tough. Um, for the next couple of days, it was hard. Um, I was I was glad that I was able to come home. That was good, but um, not under these circumstances, obviously. It, it was just really frustrating for a lot of people. Um, you know, we thought that we had a chance to really make some noise in the conference tournament. We thought we were playing well at the right time. Um, and we were just excited about playing, honestly. It was, it was conference tournament week. That's the, the most fun week of the year. You know, that's what everybody looks forward to, making that run. And, you know, it got shut down due to uh, outside uh, stuff that we can't control. So that was very unfortunate for all of us, and it was hard for all of us, really. But it was tough, and we're just trying to get through it now. How are you? Tr- how are you doing as far as you know? What are you doing to maybe to get past that? Because you're right, it wasn't the ending of your season because you left it all on the court. It was your season's over. You have no control, win or lose. So, yeah, how do you stay positive? How do you get over such a uh, a moment? Well, um, you know, first of all, you just try to stay healthy and everything. You know, I'm just unfortunate that my my family and I all stay healthy. You know, most of my all my friends and my teammates and everybody they're they're healthy and they're safe. And, you know, they're doing all the right things. That's the that's the um. The first thing, the second thing is, you know, just trying to enjoy the time that I have with my family at home. You know, this is the most time I'll be um, at home with my family that I've had pretty much since I've been in college. And, um, you know, I'm just trying to take uh, all the positive things that I can and make the most of what I have right now, you know. And um, I'm still outside, you know, running and jumping rope and stuff like that to try to stay in shape and, you know, I'm doing everything I can to just maintain what I got right now and work with what I have. So I'm just trying to stay positive with everything. Does it help that even though the basketball season's over, of course, the way Marshall University has uh, enacted virtual classes and it's still something you have to tend to, you have to still deal with it. Does that help a little bit to at least have sort of a routine? Um, Yeah, a little bit. I mean... If we didn't have class, it would really be hard because, you know, obviously you don't always want to go to class and do your homework and stuff like that, but at least sometimes it give you something to do, you know. Um, it kind of gives you something to uh, take up some time and occupy your time a little bit. But, um, you know, it's just really it's just different. You know? No one's really used to being at home all the time and just kind of laying around and doing nothing. And, you know, the, obviously without sports being on TV, there's not much TV being watched, especially in my house, so. It really is just different, you know. So with, with school, at least still having classes, it kind of, you know, makes it a little bit easier. But you know, it's just this is tough. You mentioned that um, you got school work, and of course, after that, 
there's nothing there to maybe occupy your free time since you have a lot more of it and you can only work out so much and you can only hit the classroom books so much. What do you do in those off times? Uh, you can see this family and you can spend a lot of time with them, but even that, uh, people sometimes, they love each other, but they get tired of seeing each other as well. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I've been trying to force myself to get up in the mornings and kind of get out and do something, some sort of conditioning and running and stuff like that. Um, I've been taking more walks, you know, um, just trying to enjoy when it's nice out, trying to enjoy the weather and just, you know, clear my mind and things like that. And, um, you know, just with the homework and the conditioning and stuff like that, just, you know, been doing some more stretching and things like that (laughs) there's not really a whole lot you can do but i've been trying to just make the most of what i have and you know um, enjoy while i can and try to think positive about things now you're a competitive guy and you don't have anybody to compete with right now so you know how how do you go about your day with no one to to challenge you or are you finding ways to challenge yourself i mean are you are you beating jansen williams at 2k what are you doing um well the good thing is my family is so competitive so i got a a brother, um, my mom, my dad, you know, my other kind of adopted brother. We all live in the house, and, you know, we compete in video games, you know, card games, um, any board games, anything like that that we can compete at. You know, we try to stay competitive with that. We also have a lot of debates about sports, too, and try to make sure everybody gets our point across and things like that. So we still get a little competition in uh, while I'm at home. It's just not like normal. (laughs) Jared West is with us, and are you having much contact with the team? Yeah, I know football, for example, they're still doing eye-to-eye contact, and they're getting ready for hopefully a season. They don't know what their status is going to be. You know, what's it like for the basketball team now that this season's over? You know, are you guys communicating with each other? Is a coach keeping up with you on a daily basis, or is it a little less than that? Um, we've been. I feel like we're doing a pretty good job of staying in touch with each other. We're we're all in a group chat. Um, so we all have each other's numbers and stuff like that. But um, even without that, I've still been trying to keep in touch with most of the guys, just hit them up, you know, maybe once or twice a week and stuff like that, just to see how everybody's doing and making sure they're keeping up with everything they need to be doing and stuff like that. But um, I feel like we've been, you know, communicating a decent bit in the group chat and just talking to each other and seeing how everybody's doing, how the family's doing and things like that. So we, I feel like overall we've been doing a pretty good job of that. Jared West is with us. And, yeah, I don't know if you accept the title or not, but you're one of the leaders of this team, you know, just by performance alone and then how you handle your business and how you go about practice every day and how you are on the court. Do you feel that you need to take that leadership role as far as keeping the guys together, keeping everybody positive? Because you guys are a team, but you're now apart. And it's kind of strange because you really can't get together because this team really doesn't separate that much during the offseason. Yeah, I think more now than ever, honestly, because um, you, you kind of like you said, it's hard to be positive right now in these moments. You know, it's hard to think positive the way our season ended. You know, we don't get to play for a while. Um, as of right now, we don't have any workouts planned. We can't really be in the gym. So it's hard to uh, it's hard to be positive right now. So the key is for everybody to just try to stay as positive as possible. And, you know, I'm trying to make sure everybody's just um, just keeping up and um, whether they can get to a gym or a park or whatever, I could just hand on the ball outside, you know, just running and things like that, just to try to stay in shape and stay prepared. Because you never know when it could end or when it could get better, you know. So um, 
I feel like the leadership kind of applies to everything that we do. So, and I think now is the time where, you know, being a leader has to continue just even though we're not at practice every day and working hard and playing with each other every day, it's still something that I kind of have to, you know, take ownership of because it's still we're still a team. We still all love each other. We still have that bond with each other. And we also need to be prepared just in case um, we get to go back to school or get back to practice in the near future. Does it help that even though the season ended the way it did, you're pretty much a complete unit coming back. You didn't have senior day because there are no seniors on this team. And so when everybody gets back together, this is pretty much the unit that you would have taken on the Conference USA tournament with. Does it help knowing that you've got some unfinished business and you've got everybody that was involved with that unfinished business ready to go? Yeah, I think so, honestly. Um, bringing everybody back, I think, was a huge advantage and a huge plus for us. Because um, I think that bond on and off the court is just going to grow and continue to get better. But I think the chemistry and knowing what to expect and things like that experience, I think that's all going to play a big factor for us this year. And, you know, we have a lot of high expectations now that uh, we have everybody back. We have a lot of experience, um, a lot of game experience. Um this would be a big offseason for a lot of our guys. We should continue to grow and continue to get better on and off the court. And I think that's going to be huge for us coming back next year. So we really should hit the ground running. And, um, you know, in the, in the preseason and stuff like that, when we finally get back to practice, we should be ready to go and we should know what to expect. So I think that's a big advantage for us. Jared West is joining us on the program. Unfortunately, the Marshall basketball season ended on – well, a note that we couldn't control. Jared is with us now talking a little bit about what he's been doing. You're not the only West in the family right now that is missing maybe a basketball opportunity because the basketball tournament was coming up, and yeah. there's a there's a less famous West, another West in your family. He's he's not as famous as you, and <laughs> yeah, he was going to um, have a a really strong entry in the basketball tournament to the point where the basketball tournament was going to be played in West Virginia in Charleston due in part to your dad's team because they were pretty successful and a lot of people showed support for him. You know, how's he doing? Uh, because that's still up in the air. Yeah, he's doing pretty good. I mean, he obviously knows the circumstances and stuff like that. He knows that there's still a chance that it can happen, but there's also a chance that it couldn't happen. So, um, you know, he's he's been working out with my brother and I a lot actually just to make sure he's doing – stuff and you know stay in shape and everything like that but overall he's he's doing pretty well he's got a positive mindset on things and um you know it's also tough for my brother too not being able to play in the state tournament so it's really been a weird kind of thinking for all of us as far as basketball goes because you know, our season's ended and we don't really know what's going on moving forward so we're all just trying to stay positive right now and you know make sure we stay prepared just in case yeah, bring that. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. The state tournament's canceled, or at least we don't know. It's postponed. It's on hold. The girls' tournament as well, and this is just the strangest thing. Uh, we got some girls' games in, then we had to, to stop, and then the boys are still in limbo. And it's kind of hard, especially on maybe kids who are seniors, because they might not get this opportunity. It's, it's a little different for them compared to college where – at least if someone who is a senior in a sport that got canceled in spring, they get an opportunity to at least go at it again. Yeah. Um, I couldn't imagine what it's like being a senior right now to play basketball or any other or, or any spring sport. Um, I, I couldn't imagine, honestly. I mean, that's super tough. 
Um, because these are all once in a lifetime opportunities. You know that, like like you said, the girls team who made the, the girls teams who made the state tournament. You know, a lot of those teams that already won a game, and we're getting ready to play on the in the semifinals on a Friday, and just like that, they they don't get to play anymore. So, I couldn't imagine. I know it's hard for them, and hard for everybody who's going through that right now. And uh, it's just super tough. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to be positive about it. Um, I'm blessed that I'm only a junior. I get to come back and play another year. Um, but for a lot of the people that don't get another opportunity to play, and um, even uh, juniors in high school basketball who don't get to play AAU this summer, you know this is a big summer for them to get to play AAU and get themselves out in front of everybody, to in front of all the coaches and stuff like that to evaluate them. It, it's really tough for everybody. It's just unfortunate and it's hard for everyone right now. So um, hopefully everybody's just continuing to try to stay positive and staying prepared because you never know what can happen. Jared West is joining us on the program, and something we should talk about is the fact that you've announced that you're going to enter the 2020 NBA draft, but you're going to be able to be eligible to come back and play for the herd. If you would just talk a little bit about that, because that's an option now for you that you know years ago you couldn't take advantage of, but now you have that avenue to test the waters, see if there's an option for you to play pro. Yeah, I mean it's an exciting opportunity. Um, it's definitely different in this scenario because the virus, you know, it's hard to, there probably won't be as much public visitation. Um, not as many, no workouts really. We, we're still not sure about the combine and the draft and all that. So it's, it's going to be a lot different. But, um, you know, it's something I just thought I could, you know, take advantage of and use, in this op- use as an opportunity. Uh, I didn't think that it could hurt. I thought it could only help. Um, if nothing happens really, at least I try to get my name out there a little bit. So, I felt like it was a good opportunity for me, and, um, you know, I'm excited to see what happens. You know, even if nothing happens, I'll still be grateful for the opportunity. So it's a, it's a, it's a weird time, but um, just being able to play for the draft is still something that's a good opportunity for me. Did you get much feedback from, say, John Elmore or C.J. Burks, guys who have taken advantage of this, um, and you know, how much it helped them? You know, did you talk to them before you did any of this? Um, I did talk to John. I talked to uh, Stevie some because he was in Huntington at the time, like at the end of the school year. Um, I talked to the coaching staff and stuff like that, and they did give me some some good insight and feedback and stuff like that. You know, they, they kind of just said, um, you know, make the most of the opportunity. Everybody, they said they were rooting for me. They just wanted to make sure that I was in the right headspace and in the right uh, spots and everything like that, thinking the right way. And, um, you know, they're, they're rooting for me. They're in my corner. They all gave me some positive insight. And they said to just make the most of the opportunity and that, um, you know, if worse comes to worse, at least I get my name out there a little bit and um, I can always come back to school. And that's, you know, that's the biggest thing. And that's the uh, most important thing right now. So uh, they all helped me out a little bit in their own way and they all gave me some positive insight. So um, I, I really do appreciate the support that I have in the Huntington community. Jared West is with us and you've, been on this team long enough you've seen how john cj they took care of their experience and came back how much of an improvement did you see from those guys after this experience and is that what you're hoping for yeah i think they did a great job of um really you know they had good opportunities to go work out for the summer um meet some guys you know get some good training get some workouts with some good good players around them and i really do think they brought that back to them uh in the summer and in the preseason, like you could tell by their work ethic and their um, how dedicated they were to the season, especially because they were seniors. You know, they were really ready to go, and 
wanted to make that run to get back to the NCAA tournament. I really think they did a good job of just staying focused, using what they learned over the summer and through those workouts and the feedback that they got. I feel like they did a good job of just applying that and using it to the best of their ability. And I think um, it helps our team. I think it helped their performance as well. So I think it was, I think it was good for them. And you know, hopefully, I can be able to translate it the same way. Jared West is joining us on the program. All right, let's have some fun here. Um, I've been following the herd social medias, and that means football, basketball, softball. Everybody's been doing something crazy. It seems like basketball social media, you guys are a little bit more reserved. Uh, is that because you guys are bunker <laughs> mentality? You got stuff coming? I mean, what are you guys going to do on social media? Everybody else has got something. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's just because we're not as uh... – Maybe we're not as outgoing or as fun as everybody else. Honestly, I'm not sure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, some people take advantage uh, more of their social media than, than others, and I feel like we're not we're not making the most of it as everybody else is. A lot of people seem like they're trying to have more fun with their social media. So uh, maybe we need to get ourselves out there a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, the football guys, they had a bracket, best play, and I'm sitting here thinking – Basketball needs to be doing that. I mean, best dunk, best best three-point shot. I don't know. How would you guys do it? How would you do it if you were running it? I mean, I feel like we've got a lot of opportunities, you know, with guys like Tavion, Darius, Jansen, Mike. Um, you know, they got – especially the iron. They, those guys got a lot of good dunks, and I feel like it could be a, a good toss-up for who had the nicest dunk or nicest alley-oop catch and finish and things like that or – you know, the biggest shots, the big, like the biggest threes or whatever, or the deepest threes or stuff like that. I feel like that we could all use those type of plays, you know, or the flashiest play, you know, stuff like that. I feel like we made a, a lot of highlight reels this year, so I feel like we could really expand it and make the most of it. Okay, what if we got a bracket of just Jared West steals? You making guys look foolish out there, and we, we put all of your steals together and we pick the very best one. <laughs> Uh, I think the best one would be against North Texas because it led to a dunk. It led to my first dunk. So uh, I got to steal right at half court and had a fast break dunk, and I decided to dunk it. So I'd say that's probably the best deal I had this year. Okay, so we're going to put that on the steals bracket, and then we're going to enter that dunk against, say, Tavion or, or Bennett. Uh, you might win that one. <laughs> yeah, maybe, just because uh, a lot of people are excited about it. I don't know if that's the nicest dunk, though. I feel like Someone like Tavion, Darius, and Mike would probably win that one. Yeah, but come on, Tavion's flash. I mean, you were technique. Let's let's be honest. He's he's more flash and dash. You were just solid technique there. Yeah, that that's very true. I just wanted to make sure I put it down and got the point. You know, I haven't dunked in a college game yet, so I wanted to I wanted to make sure I got one down. Joining us on the program, Jared West, and if you uh, missed the news, he is also going to uh, test the waters in the NBA and. How important is that for you to ha- just to have that as something to hold on to right now? Because the NBA still, uh, we talked about, up in the air, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know when they're going to be able to resume, if they're even going to play. And you know, just how much of a disappointment would that be if we just don't have the NBA? Yeah, I mean, that would be super tough. Cause the NBA season lasts a lot longer than the college season. I mean, there's still 20 to 30 NBA games left, and then, of course, playoffs i mean without that that would be devastating i mean watching guys in the playoffs just down the stretch and crunch time and going fighting for a title i feel like that's 
you know, that's the pinnacle of basketball right there. That's what everybody kind of looks forward to, and it lasts at least another, you know, two to three months. So I feel like that's a, that's huge for not just basketball fans, but really for the world, honestly. I feel like everybody kind of needs that and wants that. And, um, you know, it would definitely be devastating. I hope that we can figure something out and they, they can figure out a way to get the season back. And even if they can just play the playoffs, that would still be fun, honestly. I just Hopefully there would be some sort of NBA basketball played. Okay, who are you pulling for? I know I don't want this to impact your draft, but who are you pulling for? Uh, I want Portland to make the playoffs, but uh, if they don't make the playoffs, I don't want the Lakers to win. What? What? No, I, I don't want the Lakers to win at all. <laughs> uh, I'm not a LeBron fan, though. So that's why. What? But, uh, well, okay, let me uh, be fair. I'm not a LeBron fan the way a lot of people are, but I'm a Lakers fan, so i got to deal with it. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't really like LeBron or the Lakers, honestly. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> honestly, I don't know who I want to win. Like, I, I, I just want Portland to make the playoffs. I feel like if they make the playoffs, they can make some noise in the West because I feel like the West is so loaded with talent. that uh, It's kind of up in the air for everybody. And I think if they get in with Dame and CJ – I think they got a chance to make some noise. Okay, Portland it is. All right, that's a good answer. I mean, that's not your standard generic, I want LeBron to win or Houston to win. That's that's a good answer, actually. A lot of thought in that. So um, yeah, let's, yeah. let's hope we get this back. Hey, good luck. Hope um, hope everything works out for you, and hope we see you again real soon on the court somewhere. Uh, that would make me happy, and I uh, appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on today. Oh, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. It's Jared West. And, again, if you haven't heard the news, he has announced he's going to enter the 2020 NBA draft, but he's going to remain eligible to come back to Huntington. It's going to be a great opportunity for him. All right, we'll take more of your phone calls on the other side of the break. You can also find me on social media, at Paul Swan on Twitter. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Have you tried our new Amazon Echo app? You haven't? Well, let me help you out here. Uh, We've got an easy link for you to go to. All you have to do is go to our website to enable it. We will send you right to the link. It's wrvc.com. You click that link. It's the only one we've got up for you right now. Make it easy for you to find. And you click that, enable it on your Amazon device. And then if you want to listen to the radio station, all you have to do is say, Alexa, open ESPN 94.1. And your Echo device will play the radio station. You can listen to the show live on your Echo device. No hassle. All you have to do is say that command, and you get to listen to the show or the radio station at any time. So it's pretty cool. Hope you check it all out. We've got a lot to get into. I'm going to save some of this for tomorrow, but I want to get into the Seton Hall University School of Business uh, poll. Sample size is not great. 762 respondents. So it's not thousands, but still, it's a decent size. And the results show that the vast majority of Americans, if we're using this as a guide, the vast majority of Americans aren't ready to return to arenas. The margin of error here is about um, plus or minus 3.6%. Asked whether they'd attend games before the development of a coronavirus vaccine. 72% of all respondents said no. 
12% saying they would attend if social distancing protocols could be maintained. That's interesting to me. 72% not ready. 12% yeah, if we can stay away from each other, that would be good. We can do it. Now, 13% said that they'd feel safe attending games with no changes as they've attended in the past. So 13% saying, look, I'm fine. Give me a game. 74% responded, they believe it's possible, likely or very likely, sports will be canceled for the rest of this year. And if that's the case, we don't know what the landscape's going to look like. And I, it makes me nervous, actually, because there's a lot of economics involved here as we go further. And that makes me really concerned for people's jobs a lot more. At the end of the day, we're doing this as a, a health issue, but there's still an economic component to this, and that makes me really worried for a lot of positions. The way we handle sports, the way sports is run, it's going to change. No matter what happens, it's going to change, and that's a concern for me. Now, among respondents who identified as sports fans, the number who said they wouldn't attend games until development of a vaccine Still significant, 61%. So even those who say, hey, look, I'm a sports fan, and until you get a vaccine, I'm not coming, 61%. And medical experts have said it will take at least until 2021 for a vaccine to be approved for use. So we've got a long ways to go if this is going to be the measuring stick for whether or not we go back to watching games in person. Now, there are some other results from this poll. Only 6% believe the NFL should start its season as planned. 70% said that the league should not start up to ensure player safety. And get this, 20% said the league should resume, but allow players the choice not to play. And if they're going to play, I think that's a good choice. But at the same time, there are football players not making as much as some of the high-profile contracts. And for a lot of players, without this, where's their income coming from? So they might feel compelled to play. I don't think the NFL would force them if they didn't want to, but at the same time, this is where the paycheck's coming from. Now, 76% would watch broadcasted games played without fans with the same interest as previous. So if there's an NFL game and there's no fans in the crowd, no fans in the stadium, it's just an empty stadium, fans would still watch. Okay, that makes sense because you're still watching the game. Now, get this. Sports fans do miss games, as we all can attest to, but 76% said league shut down at the right time when 60% said that the wait to suspend too long. So some are saying, hey, this was great. Others, uh, you waited too long or you did it at the right time. 84% said that the IOC made the right decision to push the Summer Olympics back to 2021. I agree with that. A majority, 59%, believe teams have an obligation to pay daily stadium and arena workers who are missing paychecks because of the virus. And I'm on board with that. However, the question is going to be asked, where is the income coming from? Where is the revenue coming from to make that happen? And I think there are some questions that need to be asked. There are some things that need to be done to ensure that these people have 
at least some security until they can come back. I mean, it's very different than, say, being furloughed because, I don't know, stadium workers, is this more like gig work? I mean, how would you equate that to? I mean, are, are you on staff? You just work events? Yeah, how's that really looked at? I mean, is it gig work or is it more steady work? I mean, I'm sure it varies from stadium to stadium, state to state. Now, with all that said, I think the leagues are going to try to find a way, if all possible, to put sports back on television. And if they have to do it without fans, at least we have product. And that's the key. At least we have product. Because right now, there's a lot of people on edge because sports and sports broadcasting and just the business of sports, there's a lot of money. And there's a lot of people who are on edge right now because, let's be honest, there are jobs that are pending. There are jobs to be lost. I mean, you hate it for the kids. And I haven't even drilled down to that. You hate it for the kids. The professional athletes, they're playing for the love of the game, but they're still playing a business. And I think they will recover, hopefully, better than, say, the kid that lost that opportunity. I mean— the clock is ticking no matter what. You only have a limited amount of time to play sports, either amateur or professional. You don't have infinity on this. You have a limited amount of time. So you've got to play when you can play, either amateur or pro. Once your clock is up, it's up. Some people have pushed the clock back further. Tom Brady, for example, playing long into maybe the prescribed amount of time that he should at his age at that position. Not everybody's Tom Brady when it comes to longevity. Got to play now, but how do you get back to playing now? How do you get back to being safe? And there's the question of, are we making sure that we're taking everything we can into account to keep players safe? Or are the professional leagues just trying to get back so they can keep the revenue flowing? I can't answer those questions. But you have to ask, is it better to say, okay, season's over, we'll get back to this and we'll come back stronger and better than ever? Or is there that need to get going in some fashion? Is it more of a, a national psyche thing? We need sports. We need baseball. We need hockey. I mean, yesterday I'd be talking hockey playoffs with you, right? I don't have that. I'm, I'm bummed out about that. I think that would make my mood personally a lot better if I had hockey. I mean, the way you're probably jonesing for football or basketball or baseball is how I feel for hockey. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's just not fun. And I'm okay with it because there's a reason behind it. You know, I'm not entitled. I don't have to have it. I want it, but I don't have to have it. So whenever they get back is when I'm good with them getting back to playing hockey. But, boy, it would help me immensely as far as just, I don't know, lift my spirits. And hopefully I'm trying to do that same thing for you. And, you know, I don't want to sound egotistical, to be quite honest with you. I'm, I'm not. But I kind of feel like I've got to be here every day because this is our opportunity to maybe just, just talk. And 
I got to talk to Jared West, and that was pretty cool. And tomorrow, I've got Levi Brown coming up on the program, and that's going to be fun. Levi's great. I love talking to Levi. He could break down anything and everything you put in front of him. So going to talk to him tomorrow on the program, so I'm looking forward to that. And we'll, um, we'll talk a little herd football with him. But I've got some things I want to save. We're going to talk about those tomorrow, uh, including some salary reductions in a couple of leagues, a couple of schools as well. John Calipari is going to be hosting a fundraiser. We'll talk about all of that tomorrow on the program, but we're going to wrap the show up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. And as we mentioned earlier, I want to remind you again, Levi Brown coming on the program tomorrow. We'll talk a little herd football with him. We're trying to figure out who else we can get on the program tomorrow. Uh, We're trying to not use it all up in one week. And, of course, We've got a universe of guys we can try to get on the program. And you know what? Maybe we'll start hitting up some of the uh, spring sports as well and and see what we can do there. But we've got a universe of people we can just talk to. I hope we've got a universe of people we can talk to. So we're going to start doing a little bit more of that next week. And if you've got suggestions for anybody that maybe we should talk to, that's where you find me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, at Paul Swan. So if you've got suggestions... You've got somebody you think we need to go after as far as get them on the program. We will try our very best. Uh, I'm putting Jansen Williams on blast. I'm just going to do that right now. I'm putting my guy, Jansen Williams, on blast. I think we need to get him in here, talk a little about what his season's been like ever since it ended, or at least what it's been like for him. Uh, We need to get Iron Bennett in here. I'm putting – well, I don't know if I can put him on blast. I'm putting Jansen on blast. Just because. He's Jansen. He's my guy. So we're putting him on blast as well. We'll try to get Tavion in here. Maybe Tavion can talk about his 10 best dunks. I mean, there's a thought right there. And you know what? Maybe, just maybe, we'll get the sheriff on here as well. Andy Taylor, we'll get him on. It's a possibility. We, we can go a few places with this. And, you know, we're going to get some of the football guys on as well. So uh, we're going to do our very best to keep you entertained. I appreciate you tuning in. It really does mean a lot to me. And, of course, if you do miss any part of the program at any time, you can always go back. And when we post it, you can hear the latest episode on our podcast. All you have to do is subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio. Wherever you get your podcast is where you're going to find The Drive with Paul Swan. That's going to do it for this edition of the program. I want to thank Jared West, the Marshall basketball team, for coming on the program today tomorrow levi brown would be my guest and of course your calls and your tweets looking forward to it once again i'm paul swan thanks for tuning in to today's edition of the drive on espn 94.1 fm and am 930 home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.